0: Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed, from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. This is a gruesome plot, you guys. I can't go through with it. I'm going to kill my own brother, my own flesh and blood and get blood on his hands. I couldn't live with myself. And then we're going to cover up his blood with dirt and sand. This is too gruesome for me. And there's no profit in it. We need to make some money off of Joseph's skin. 27, come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers listen to him. That's a good idea. I've been wanting some new sneakers, you know, and a new video game. (laughs) I could get some free cash. We'll buy some stuff before we get back home. This will work. 28. Then some Midianite traders passed by. And they, his brothers, pulled him out and lifted Joseph out of the pit. Now Joseph is thinking, great, I'm so sorry. Thank you for pulling me out. I was really scared there. I I thought you guys were really going to kill me. Well, we'll make up, you know, and I won't tell Daddy what you did. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Joseph's false deliverance. And he thinks his temporary dream has come true. I've been saved. I have freedom once again. I'll put back on my beautiful, where's my coat anyway? Hope you didn't put any dirt on it. And now it's going to turn into a long term nightmare of human slavery from the pit to the chains of a slave out of the frying pan into the fire later you could read it in genesis 4221 but the brothers are haunted by joseph's screams of the past it's a never ending nightmare for them Their brother pleading when they throw him into the pit. When they sell him into slavery, he gets on his hands and knees, crying, screaming, and it haunts them like a never-ending nightmare. How could you sell your own brother? And sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. Thus, they brought Joseph into Egypt, but safe and sound, they were going to kill him. And it's all part of God's plan. He makes a way of escape, and he brings you to the next place, to the next chapter of your story, and wham, bam, you end up in Reno, Nevada, (laughs) and Joseph ends up in Egypt, The empire, a pagan land, it's all part of God's wonderful plan. His promises, his dreams will come true. Twenty pieces of silver. I was thinking of Delilah, who sold Samson for thousands and thousands of pieces of silver. His own lover that he's sleeping with sells him out for money. I was thinking of Judas Iscariot, one of Jesus' twelve, one of the apostles, so close, so intimate, a close friend who betrays Jesus with a kiss. Do you betray your friend with a kiss? At the garden, remember, at night? And Judas is given... 30 pieces of silver. Imagine selling out the Lord Jesus Christ for money, but many people have pleasures, worldly possessions. The devil has given them their dreams, made them famous, powerful, movie stars, rich. All their dreams have come true, and all they had to do was sell the Lord Jesus Christ to get their dreams to come true. Crazy. Human slavery, what a horrible thing. It's sad that it still goes on today in Africa, in Islam, in sex slave trafficking, even in our own country and in our own city. What a horrid thing. I thought so horrible, I think, of our history and the whites buying black, Slaves, and I thought, how horrid with that blood money! And I think, too, how horrid that the blacks would sell their own African neighbors, fellow tribes, for money to sell out your own brother. What atrocities to sell your own blood brother! Stop living a lie. You see, because it's a lie about Joseph's death because their brother is not dead. Verse 29. Now Reuben returned to the pit, and behold, Joseph was not in the pit. So he tore his garments, rending his garments, tearing it over his heart. My heart is broken. Where is Joseph? I have to save him. I'm the oldest. I'm responsible for my baby brother. I cannot let him die. What have you guys done? Where is Joseph? This is crazy. Verse 30, he returned to his brothers and said, The boy is not there. As for me, where am I to go? Where have you sent him? I will follow him. He's long gone. Look at the money we got. How do you like my new tennis shoes? (laughs) We got rid of them. We killed two birds with one stone, got rid of our brother, and we made some money. Come on, he's gone. Join the plot. It won't work unless we all have the same story to tell dad. And after all, you're responsible. You're the oldest. You better cover your butt. Verse 31. So they took Joseph's tunic. You know, the beautiful multicolored robe. (laughs) and slaughtered a male goat, and dipped the tunic in the blood, covered with blood of deception. Verse 32, and they sent the very colored tunic, and brought it to their father, and said, we found this, please examine it, to see whether it is your son's tunic or not? Daddy, could this be Joseph's uh, beautiful colored robe that you gave him that we just hated that stupid thing and my teeth marks are in it, you know? Could it be his robe? It's Joseph's robe that I had made special for him. It was his favorite. He was so proud, parading it like a peacock. They fool their father with goat's blood. It's interesting that what goes around comes around, right? Because Jacob, their father, who gets fooled by his sons with this goat's blood, if you go back earlier in Genesis, he did this trick too. Him and his mom conspired, and they used a goat. They made it into food, and they used the hair so that he could steal the blessing from his father, right? So you fool your father, and then your children fool you. You know, you were hell raisers, and you cause trouble on your parents, and then your kids grow up, you know, and then they do it on you, (laughs) right? What goes around comes around. It's payback. Maybe the grandparents are praying. I hope that they go through what we went through. <laughs> Jeez. I remember this local girl who was spoiled and a little brat, and she wouldn't do what her parents told her. You can't go to the party. You're staying home. And you know what? She connived and she schemed. And she bloodied her little nose and wiped blood all over her face. And she called 911 and told the cops that her parents had beat her. Very scary. <laughs> Someone got arrested. Why would you do such horrible things to your own family? Such deceit with blood. 33. 33. Then, this is the dad, Jacob, he examined it and said, It is my son's tunic. A wild beast has devoured him. Joseph has surely been torn to pieces. This is the most horrible thing. I know he wouldn't go anywhere without his robe. And look, it's covered with blood. He must have tried to fight it off. And Joseph is no more. My son is dead. 34. So Jacob tore his clothes. Again, rending the garments. You tear it over your heart. I'm so upset. I rip my clothes. I throw myself on the ground. I throw dust in my hair. Boy, Jews are very expressive in their mourning and in their loss. They'll roll on the ground. They'll yell and scream. You know, Americans, we hold it all in. The Jews, they let it all out. My son is dead. And put sackcloth on his loins and mourn for his son many days. Endless, 35, then all his sons and all his daughters arose to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, surely I will go down, I will go to Sheol in mourning for my son. I'll go to my grave. I will never stop crying. I will never forget Joseph. I'll ignore all of you, and I'm going to focus on him. He was my favorite, and I don't want comfort. It just obsesses me day after day, year after year. I will never forget. So his father wept for him. Family secrets. Do you have any family secrets? Skeletons in the closet. Don't tell our secret. Covering shame, embarrassment, the affair, the craziness. Now, don't tell him that he's not, that's not really his daddy. <laughs> I don't know what the family secret, I'm just making them up. I've heard them in counseling. All the secrets. Now, pastor, I've never told anyone our family secret. Scandals. The family secret. See, all the brothers are keeping the secret. No one can know. We almost killed our own brother. We we faked his death. We sold him into human slavery. 36. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold him in Egypt to Potiphar. Pharaoh's officer, the captain of the bodyguard. You see, God's plan is unfolding. And you thought all those evil things that your family, friends, and enemies did to you, you thought it was destroying God's plan for your life. But God was going to use it as a stepping stone. God was going to use it to move you on to a new place, to a new location when that boss fired you, right? When that house got foreclosed, when you went through that divorce, when you had that tragic accident, when that death occurred, it's part of God's plan. And he has the power to redeem evil. And what people meant for bad, what people did to you in an evil, vicious way, god has the power to transform it into good and to make it part of his purpose and his plan for you you see it and some people get stuck i'm stuck in this page i'm stuck on this chapter you gotta get past it god's got better God's got more, there's life after death, there's life after divorce, there's life after getting fired, right? And they threw me out of the house and they locked the door and they said, don't ever come back. It's God's purpose, it's God's plan. And if you are a believer, God promises he's going to work it out. He's going to turn it around for your good. If you're a believer if you love him, if you are called by God as a Christian, he will turn it all around. Do you see it? And just like God turns it around for Joseph, God's going to turn it around for you. You see, Joseph needs to get to Egypt, to the empire of the known world where the power and the money and the glory is the big city. (laughs) Little country boy now in the big city, part of God's plan. And he just so happens to get sold to a very prestigious person, Potiphar. Part of the royal court, servant of the great Pharaoh. He's kind of part of his secret service and protection Yes, it's true, he's also an executioner. He's in charge of executing the enemies of the pharaoh. Power, importance, wealth, prestige. It's part of God's plan. The pages are unfolding for Joseph. The dreams will come true. His family will all bow before him because he will be the second greatest man on the known world. Don't give up yet. It's just starting to happen. The story of your life is starting to get good. What do we do with this? What is God trying to tell me? What am I, you know, with Joseph being thrown in a pit and sold into slavery? What does this have to do with me? You need Jesus to set you free. Because you are in a pit. You are in a pit of loneliness, despair, depression, hopelessness. You're at the end of your rope. And no one can save you except one. You need Jesus to be your savior, your lifeline. You need him to throw you the rope and pull you out of your endless pit of darkness and evil and wickedness. Have you been there? I have been there. I have had Jesus pull me out of the pit and set me upon the rock making my footsteps firm, putting the song of praise into my mouth, pulling us out of the mire and the mud. Jesus can pull you out of the deepest, darkest pit of despair, and he can give you hope and healing and forgiveness and joy and love. Jesus is our Deliverer. He could set you free from anything, from your past, from your nightmares, from your guilt, from your shame, from your addiction, from your vices. He can even set you free from yourself. (laughs) Sometimes I'm my own worst enemy. Set you free from the devil and his demons that haunt you. I've seen it. I've seen people actually delivered from demonic powers. And they come to church and now they're happy and they're singing and you don't even know they're sitting right next to you. And before they were like foaming at the mouth ready to kill me. (laughs) I was like ready to run. Demon possession. Talk about a pit of helplessness to be controlled by Satan and his dark demons. Jesus has paid the price to set you free. It is the cross. He shed his blood. He pays the most expensive price, more than 20 pieces of silver, (laughs) the most expensive price in the world. He has paid to buy you back, to deliver you, to set you free, to make you whole but you have to ask him you know we have an expression when you hit bottom when you're at the bottom of the pit and you're screaming and crying and nobody will help you need to say lord jesus christ help me pull me out of this pit i can't get out i cannot do it by myself no one else will do it only you can save me be my savior be my lord and be my god place your faith in him let him emancipate you and you can experience your day of jubilee and dance and celebrate in the freedom of christ if the son has set you free you are free indeed The truth shall set you free. And Jesus is the truth. He has the power to deliver you. And the good news, Jesus will never sell you out. Have you been betrayed by your own family? And these Christians betrayed me. And this pastor and this person that I trusted, they sold me out for a cheap thrill. They traded me in for a better person. They they fired me. They, They tossed me away like garbage. Can I tell you, Jesus will never do that to you. Though my father and mother may forsake me, the Bible says, the Lord will take me up. He will hold on to you. He will not abandon you. He promises. He remains faithful. Even when we are faithless, even when we blow it and we stumble and we fall, he holds on to us and he doesn't let us go. Discover God's plan for your life. Don't stay stuck in a chapter. Are you stuck in like chapter one still? There's like ten more to go, you know? you got to get beyond, oh, but I started out so horrible. Everything was against me. I was the underdog. I came from this horrible circumstance and background and family. It doesn't matter how the book starts. It matters how the story ends. Joseph's going to be right up there on the throne. His family will bow in reverence and respect. Joseph will save The known world from famine. It's how you end that matters, right? You stumbled coming out of the chute, you know. You you ran the race, you fell, so what? (laughs) Get back up again. The righteous man falls seven times and rises again, but the fool falls once and stays there. It's not how many times you've fallen that matters. It's how many times you get back up again. Do you see it? Don't give up now. Remain faithful to Christ, to his church, to his people. Don't sell out. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we need your help we have fallen into a pit we've been discarded and others even our closest friends and family have thrown us in this well pull us out you have the power we need you christ to be our rope of salvation we need your cross and your blood to redeem us to pay the price and buy our freedom Lord, we've messed up, we need your forgiveness and grace. Fix the problem, turn the situation around. Emancipate us, set us free. You are truth. You are our lifesaver. Break the chains that bind us. And may we be free through the power of your cross. May we bring others to freedom and expose them to your power, to your cross, and to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno, at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775 746 and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.